Good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord. It is 2023 and we are kicking off the year worshiping Jesus. Amen. What an awesome time of worship we just had here in our in our home, worshiping the Lord, praising Him because He's good. Man, I just want to thank God for His faithfulness in our lives, thanking Him for uh, the struggles we went through last year and the and the uh, the challenges, the the good and the bad, everything that came last year that we went through. Um, I just thank God that He has saw us through and He has given us the strength to continue and to carry on. And I just want to praise Him this morning for that. I want to welcome you to our live stream uh, to Manifest Church live stream. Thank you for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or later on, if you're here on a podcast, we want to welcome you to this uh, New Year's service of 2023. Uh, we're, we're so excited about what God has in store for the future, and I pray that God will minister to you through this word today. Let's pray as we get into God's word. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness all throughout last year. And Lord, even in our ups and downs in our lives, Lord, we, we, we counter, like Paul said, that we forget what is behind and we press on uh, towards, towards the prize, toward our Lord Jesus Christ. We press on to you, Lord, and we Thank you for your faithfulness on our lives. We thank you for our family. We thank you for our, our, our household of faith, Lord, for the body of Christ. Thank you for those that we have been able to minister to and, and Lord, who have ministered to us. Thank you, Father. And I pray that you'll, uh, this new year, God, continue to give us a strength in our inner man through the Holy Spirit's power so that we can continue the work that you've given us to do, Lord. And help us not to grow weary along the way, Lord. Give us uh, the, 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 the sustenance that we need to be able to carry out your will on this earth, Lord. We love you. We praise you. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Uh, so today, uh, as we start 2023, we all have been, uh, we all have uh, concerns about what the year holds for our lives, you know, our families, community, and nation. We're kind of all kind of there, you know, we're thinking about we've 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 kind of saw what 22 was like. We saw a lot of things going on, uh, and and you're probably thinking about what does this year hold for my life? What does this year hold for my family's life, for my community, for my nation? What are we dealing with? What is it that is in store in 2023? Well, let me tell you something. You and I may not know what's in store for this year, but we know the one who does. Jesus Christ holds the future in His hand. He knows what is going to happen the next five minutes from now and what's going to happen at the very end. And so we need to put our hope and our confidence knowing that God is in control. Uh, many, uh, you know, it's kind of this time of the year. Many of us begin to make those New Year's resolutions, right? I mean, I know this is kind of cliche. Pastors say this all the time. And that's okay because we want to remind ourselves and remind you of these things that we do. Many of us uh, make resolutions to be uh, financially, uh, be better financially you know, better ourselves that way. Uh, we we want to physically get better. You know, we want to get in the gym. We want to exercise, want to eat better. We want to slim down after we've like gorged all, all uh, uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving. We had all this food and celebration and it's good to celebrate. And we had a wonderful time and all the cakes and all the cookies and all the flan, you know, if you're Hispanic, flan and, and the tres leches and all these different things that you love to eat and enjoy with your family. And it's all good, but now we're like, okay, we got to get this body back in shape. We're we've gained a couple pounds in the last two months, and so, uh, you know, we all want to make a resolution. Okay, it's time to get back to eating better 
and, and, and doing things that help our physical body. Some of us make resolutions to, to, to begin to help ourselves emotionally, to deal with things that are coming. We, we look for self-helps. We look for things to help us to, to deal with emotional stress in our lives. We look for uh, ways out. We look for things that help us to, to cope with our emotions and the things that we face on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I mean, this time of year, I'm going to tell you right now, weight loss companies make billions of dollars uh, to help people reach their weight goals, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I can't imagine, I, I'm sure the commercial started before. I don't, we, we stream now more often, so I don't really see, but if you probably have cable and you're watching, I'm sure you've seen multiple commercial about weight loss. You're scrolling to Facebook, you see, oh, intermittent fasting and what it could do for you and all these different gimmicks and all kinds of ways that you can lose weight. And, and, and they want you to buy this product because it's going to be the magic pill that helps you lose the weight, right? And so all of these things happen and people begin to spend billions and billions of dollars in trying to get their physical body in shape. And, and again, uh, these are things that are happening and they're making so much money uh, uh, doing this. People start to, uh, to, to get up and, and look for a new job. They're, they're trying to better themselves financially. They're looking for a new career. Maybe they started a business, a startup business that began to, to take that step of faith and begin that process. So we got all these things going on, people making resolutions to, to uh, create budgets, to handle their expenses and pay off their debts. And obviously all, all Christmas and the last couple months, all the money spent to, to buy presents, maybe to, to, to make it, what all kinds of things that people do uh, during this time, these, uh, the past couple months. And now they want to say, hey, it's a new year. Let's a new start. We had a we had some expenses. Let's work on trying to get our budget down and, and paying off our debts. And so p- these are good things that people um, are focusing on. Some some of you are focusing on not your physical body, but maybe you're focusing on your relationships. Maybe you're focusing uh, you're making resolutions to, to for your marriage this year to really focus on your relationship with your spouse. You want to work on that uh, the husband and wife relationship in your you, um, some of you are resolving to, to work with your children, have a better relationship with your children. Maybe, maybe some of you have uh, some issues with your children and you want to work or, or, or just trying to work through that and you, and you want to see that. Maybe you have issues with relatives and you want to make a resolution this year to, 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 to tie, to, to, to forgive and to, and to reconcile with family members. And, all, and those are wonderful things. These are things that we ought to be uh, thinking about and, and resolving to, to do. And, and with all these resolutions, uh, they're, not, they're not bad things in themselves uh, to do uh, or improve in. They're, they're not what is most important, though, to pursue. I believe that one of my tasks today and my, my desire and the, the title of my message today is do not grieve. Um, I really believe the theme for Manifest Church in 2023 is do not grow weary. I think uh, as we are moving into 2023, as we started the year, I want to encourage you, though we're small, it doesn't matter. God does not need masses to, to make an impact in this world. He used 12 men to change the world. He can use five, six people. He can use anyone who's willing and obedient to do what he says. God is faithful. And if we would just humble ourselves and say, Lord, here I am, use me. Whatever you can do with me, Lord, do it. I submit myself to be a disciple of yours, to to. to to make myself available to do your will, Lord, to, to turn away from my will and carry out your will. And God will use you mightily 
And so one of my goals is to, 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 as a pastor, is to show you and point you and encourage you to a more excellent way. There's a better way. The better way is not uh, to work on, you know, the Bible says that physical training is of some value. But as we mentioned last year, we talked about this godliness has more value because it has value in this life and the life to come. Remember, there's an eternity that we all will live and godliness is what is going to value us now and will value us in eternity. So I want to encourage you and I want to uh, remind you that there's a more excellent way. I want you to resolve to make your relationship with Jesus Christ your top resolution this year and for the years to come. I want Jesus Christ to be the focal point of your pursuit. The Bible says uh, that we're to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We're to look to Him and, and I'm telling you right now, with all the things that we are seeing in our world, we need to fix our eyes even, even greater and stronger upon the Lord Jesus Christ because He is our hope, our hope and our anchor. He's the anchor of our soul. He's the one that we hold to in the midst of what we see in our country and our nation. I want to encourage you uh, to, to resolve to make Jesus Christ, that relationship, the most important thing that you pursue and resolve to do. See, it is through that personal relationship with Jesus Christ that you will be prepared to face the challenges that are ahead of you in 2023. I want you to understand I'm not going to be here and be like some of these uh, feel-good, duddy-duddy preachers. Or, I, you know, you know if that's a word, but I'm using it anyway. These, I want you to understand that there are some challenges that are coming in 2023. Uh, there are things that are going to be coming in this nation, and we really need to understand that God is... Is, is wanting us as believers to, to get connected, to be, uh, to be uh, in His Word, to remain in Him in the midst of the things that are going on. And this relationship is so vital uh, for what we're going to go through. It is through our relationship with Him that we will not grow weary in well-doing. See, if you and I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then it's, it's, it's not going to work. It's, you're, you're going to grow weary because there's, there are things that we face in this world. Uh, you need to understand as we look, if we look too, we see the stock market at all-time lows. We see our 401ks losing money. We see our nation's economy in a recession and high inflation. We are seeing, we go to the store, and what once we used to have bags of food would be $100. Now we have two or three bags that are close to $100. We're seeing gas prices high at all-time highs. We're seeing all kinds of things going on in our nation. And, and, and we have seen this, and it doesn't, it doesn't look like it, it is going to stop. It looks like it's getting worse um, as we see uh, 2023. And um, again, I don't want to get into a lot of things, but there are reasons for these things. There are things that are in play that are happening in order to bring about a certain um, uh, Result, and so we need to be mindful as Christians to know that if we are to, if we try to do this in our own strength, that we try to look to ourselves and look within for the strength that we need, we're going to be in trouble. We're not to look within; we're to look to to Him. We're to look up to where our help comes from. Amen. We look up to the hills where our help comes from. Our help cometh from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. We're to look to Him for our strength. We're not to look. To ourselves, we're not to look to a, a, a family member. We're not to look to a, a, a politician. We're not to look to a government official. We're not to look at any of those things. We're to look to the Lord Jesus Christ. It'll always be Him. 
and it'll end with him. Amen. And so we need to remember that as believers. And as a pastor today, I want to encourage you and remind you as a shepherd, I want to remind you, fix your eyes upon Jesus. Make that relationship the top priority of your life. You know, we see uh, you looked at we looking back. I just want you to see what the things we learned this year as we look back in 2022, we, we saw again, as I mentioned, the market, but we also saw a government uh, in the past couple of years exhorting its its will over the people rather than the people's will being represented. Uh, we see divisions along people groups in our nation. We have seen it grow harder and stronger our, um, in our time. This division has come through ideologies that were birthed from Marxism. Uh, these things uh, were there because they sought to remove God, to remove any aspect of the Creator, uh, and, and actually look to people to resolve people's problems. The problem is sin is the issue, and we can't, we can't save ourselves. If we could save ourselves, Jesus would not have had to die a brutal death on the cross of Calvary. Jesus would not have to have perished, but man, we're to live a life that is pleasing to him. We're to glorify God. We're to look to him as we see the things we saw. Uh, so Marxism uh, gave birth to these ideologies that we are living in right now. You, you may have heard of uh, critical theory, uh, which turned into critical race theory. Uh, this is uh, a theory where every system in our government, this is a view where they they theoretically see everything as oppressive. Uh, it is a, a theory that creates, that tells you who's, a, who's the oppressor and who is not oppressed. And it creates a class warfare between people groups. It says uh, that uh, a, a person that is white is inherently evil. It has things like that. And these are the things, the concepts that we fought against many years ago as a nation to stop. And, and we, we had... Um, uh, people of the faith who would say we're not uh, like Martin Luther King. He would say we don't judge a person by the color of the skin, but the content of their character. We see how uh, how these things are no longer being seen within uh, government and within corporations in America. We see this infiltrating and is causing a rift in the country. It is creating a, a tear within the nation. And the Bible is very clear. Jesus mentioned um, that if a, a house divided cannot stand. If, if we are divided as a people, we will not stand. We will crumble. And uh, that is what we're facing. That's why we see the things that we've seen all throughout the year. We have seen many sad things. It's sadly, this division is being promoted all throughout our government. And, and, and it's being promoted through corporations of America. You, many of you who work in, in your jobs, you know they have this, what they call uh, DEI training. <laughs> diverse equity and inclusion training that you go through and they try to they trying to brainwash you into into believing this ideology of, of critical race theory it is just using different words and now we have companies out there that uh, we have corporations that they have to have a, 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 a some kind of score between how they're doing with that type of diverse and equity inclusion it is critical that you understand as a Christian this is what is going on from for what happens began a couple years back and is going on in 2022 and now in 23 is going to continue to ramp up and you need to know that what what can I do with this what what am I to do as a believer it is my my task as a pastor to point you 
to a more excellent way to show you and to remind you that the most important thing that you and I should be doing right now is setting our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter, the author of our faith. We're to look to him. We learn these things. Um, you see these things, what have we learned about this in 2022 because of this happened? The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, this is these things that we see going on in our nation, the things that you're experiencing, the things that you have, like I've been talking about, the divisions and the and the fact that we we can't even tell what a boy is or a girl is anymore. Uh, uh, we 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 ask the Supreme Court justice, what is a woman? They and and the Supreme Court justice is a woman and can't tell you what a woman is because she says she's not qualified because she doesn't have a degree to talk to you about what a woman is. Uh, and we see the 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 evil being called good and good being called evil. We see these things have been going on for a time now. And why is this happening? Paul tells the Romans in Romans 1.18, he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. You see, what has happened and what is happening is that unrighteousness and the unrighteous men and wicked people are suppressing the truth. And can I tell you, at one time we were all wicked. I mean, the Bible says all who all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were all ungodly. We were all living in wickedness. We were all walking in darkness at one time. We were all living in these things which we see now being born again. We can now see the kingdom of God. We are now walking in the light as he is in the light. And we are ashamed of the way we used to live. But see, today, because of that, because men are suppressing the truth, we have even churches who are promoting these ungodly and wicked practices within the church and saying, see, the times have changed. You know, God is okay with these kinds of things now because we're in a different time. Can I tell you, God's word never changes. Amen. He never changes. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Our God is immutable. He does not change. He does not waver. He, there is no shadow of turning in him. Hallelujah. We can trust in him. We can know that what he said is true and let every man be a liar. So I, I, I kind of gave you all the, the, the bad things we saw. But let me tell you also, we... We can also look back in 2022 and see God's faithfulness, right, in our lives. We can see this. We can see God keeping us in the midst of this. That some of you haven't gone to those ideologies that you haven't, that you were able to see through the Lord's eyes and see, you know what? No, I'm not to look at my neighbor that way with hatred in my heart. The Bible says to love my neighbor as I love myself. The Bible says not to not to divide myself based on the people group or the race that I'm a part of or the creed that I'm a part of. The Bible says that I'm to I'm to take the gospel to anyone, that I'm to love people as Jesus loved people, that I'm to be uh, I'm to look at the Apostle Paul's example where he was a Jew who went and preached the gospel to the Gentile world. I mean, can you imagine a Jewish person going and ministering God's grace and truth, bringing people in, into the household of God through the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Can you imagine the, the power and the, and the presence of God with him demonstrating that kind of love to people? It's awesome. And this is our heritage in the Lord. This is what God wants his people to be doing. He doesn't want us to allow the enemy to come and bring division because of the color of our skin or because of our nationalities, I'm, I'm Cuban, I'm Puerto Rican, oh, I'm a 
Mexican, I'm this or I'm that. You know what? All of that doesn't matter when it comes down to it. What matters is, am I a part of the kingdom of God? Am I a child of God? Am I in the household of God? And you know what? He's the God of the nations. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he, uh, when, uh, when John the Revelator, when he saw, he said, I saw them worship from every tribe, tongue, and nation to God. We're all going to be there worshiping the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. We're going to be glorifying Him. We're not going to be worried about, oh, the color of our skin. We're not going to be worried who's oppressed and who's not oppressed. We're going to be worshiping Him. We're going to glorify Him. And we're going to let God determine what is righteous, what is just, and what is true. Not man, not the, not the humanist manifesto. We're not going to look at those things in order to tell us how to, how to see the world. We're going to look at His Word and we're going to have a worldview. We're going to have a biblical worldview. We're not going to look at things. In 2023, we need to set our affections and our hopes on things above where Christ is seated. Amen? Not on the things of earth. And that leads me to today's message. Let's go ahead and read uh, just these couple verses. Again, we're, the theme and the message and the title of today's message is Do Not Grow Weary. And it comes from Paul's letter to the, to the Galatian church. And he says in uh, chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, he says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are the household of faith. Amen? Paul is telling the church, and he's telling you and me today, through these words, we have encouragement from the Scriptures, we look at his word, and he's telling us, do not Grow weary in doing good. The, the not growing weary is not is, is don't grow weary in doing good. He's telling them this because he understands the difficulty of this narrow road. Uh, the, the difficulties that come with following Jesus Christ is a narrow path. The Bible says broad is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. I want you to understand that there are people that are on this broad path. It looks like they might be living it up in this world. They might be having a great old time in their sin. But I promise you, the Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a moment, but has eternal consequences. I want you to understand that you, though you may be walking in, 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 the, in the narrow path and you're being squeezed and you're being pressed on every side, you will not be destroyed because Jesus Christ is with you. And He's going to walk with you. And He's going to give you the strength that you need to, to carry on and do His will. You know, I was reminded of this difficult path when we were ministering in Guatemala years ago in my former church. We, we would go to Guatemala and do mission work there. Um, we would take teams of, of, of groups and, and minister in, in, uh, in, in Coban, in, in, in Guatemala. We would minister there. And I remember Pastor Christian sharing his testimony. When he began that work, it was just him. And he was going in these mountains. He had a backpack. He would do whatever. He was going up these mountains, and he would just he was trailblazing. He was cutting the way there. And he remember he would got so tired and weary of this journey that he 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 said, Lord, I just want to turn back. I'm tired. This is it's too far to get to these people. And he and he said, you know, he, as he sat there just drinking his water and just trying to refresh himself. He began to think of the Lord carrying his cross to Calvary. And he said, Lord, if you did that, I'm just going to take the gospel to people. Yes, I got to cut through these, these I got to cut this path to get to them. 
oh, but God, give me the strength. And God gave them the strength. And because of that, um, today they have a children's ministry, a children's home, and they're helping and equipping kids, and they're bringing the gospel to the people in the villages that pe- that don't speak Spanish. They speak a Kachi language, it's a Mayan language. And they and because of, of remembering what Jesus went through and the struggle that there is, there is a struggle when you do good. There is a, they, you're being perplexed, you're being pressed on every side, but God will see you through and God will give you the grace and the strength and He'll, and he'll, he'll cause you to continue to walk if you'll hold fast to Him. You see, Paul knew this struggle and, and he's telling the saints, listen, uh, there are challenges when it comes to living a godly life. The Bible says anyone who wants to live godly will suffer persecution. When you want to do what is right before God and doing what is good towards people, you're going to suffer. You're going to go through some things. See, I, I, you know, I know that this is not what the, the message of living your best life here and, and having all the houses and the cars that you want. Who cares about that? You know what? Because ultimately all that's going to burn. But what you will have is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is the most important thing. The Bible says this is eternal life. It's not how many cars I have. It's not how many houses, how much wealth I have. What, how, how, it, all of that doesn't matter. All of those things, if God allows you to have it or doesn't allow you to have it, it doesn't matter. What matters is this, is this simple. Jesus said, this is eternal life. I need you to hear me. Those of you here and those of you watching, this is eternal life, that you may know the only true God and his son whom he sent. That is eternal life. If you have Christ, you have it all. He is everything. He is all that you need. And that's why without Him, you're not going to be able to walk this journey. See, when you're doing good to your neighbors and those of the household of faith, at times it can be so physically, emotionally, and spiritually taxing and draining. Uh, you, can, you can be uh, you know, going through things, and, and Paul knew this. you got to understand that there is there is an opportunity for weariness to take place because the work, because of what we're doing and the good that we're doing. You need to understand that you be, you can become physically, emotionally, and spiritually drained. Some of you might be that word. right now. I'm talking, and you're right there. You're spiritually, you're emotionally, you're physically drained. I know I've been there, brother and sister. I'm there at times, and I have to look to him. I have to draw upon the well. I've got to drink uh, from the living water, and the Bible is clear that. Anyone who drinks of this water will never thirst again. Anyone who eats of this bread will never go hungry. Hallelujah. He is our sustenance. He is our strength. The Bible says, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. If you and I would put our trust and our hope in Him, God will strengthen us for the journey ahead. And there is a journey we got to walk this year. I know that it's tough. I know you're feeling it. I know you've been dealing with this past year. I know you've, you've suffered some things, but you need to understand that God is with you. If you have placed, if you have put your trust and you have confessed the Lord Jesus and believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are a believer. You have been filled with his spirit and God will not leave his people. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. It doesn't matter how dark it may seem. It doesn't matter how wicked it may look around you. God will not leave you. Remember that he is with us. See, Paul, Paul, knew very well during his missionary journey, taking the gospel to the Gentiles. He, he knew it very well. He knew the difficulties of this narrow road, the, the challenges that he faced for bringing the gospel to people. I want to take you to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 
verses, 11, uh, verses 23 to 27. Again, this is going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 27. I want you to see this. Let me get there myself. <clears throat> Man, praise God. I want you to see here in verse 23, it says, as, as they servants of Christ, um, excuse me, are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hand of the Jews the 40 lashes less one. 30 times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked at night and, and day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from own, my own people, dangers from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers in toil and hardships through many a sleepless night in hunger and thirst, often without food and cold and exposure. And apart from other uh, the other things, there is daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Man, can you see the Apostle Paul, his journey? And the thing he's telling you, man, listen, <laughs> many of us don't even know what this is like. We, you know, this the church, the West Church, we don't understand uh, beatings for our faith. Now, I, I will grant it that the, the heat has been turned up a little bit in the West. And we, we have seen some things. People have been in prison for their faith. We've been... We've seen churches closed down during COVID because that's a, a form of persecution. One is shut down the kingdom of God. Oh, they use the, the excuse of COVID and, and spreading disease and all this. But let me tell you, make no mistake about it. It was to shut down the church. It was to be quiet down and to bring fear in the hearts of people to control the masses. The goal of fear is to control you. You see, the Bible says the, the believer has not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. When we are in Christ and we are together as a body of Christ, when we come together, we assemble as a unit, as, as a body of Christ, we are encouraged, we're edified, and the enemy doesn't want that. He wants to bring total destruction. And see, Paul is telling you, man, I've been through it. I know, I know what it's like. I, I'm, I'm telling you, and, and he's talking about his, he's defending his apostleship during this time to people who were in the Corinthian church who were like seeing him as a lesser, you know. And he's like, wait a minute, if they're servants, so am I. Man, look what I've gone through for the gospel. Look what I've in my labor of love for Christ. And, and look at the things I bear on my body, the marks, amen, of an apostle. I bear it on myself. I've been living for him and I've been seeing. I mean, can you imagine going through countless beatings in danger of imprisonment? Can you imagine in danger of, of police coming to arrest you for the gospel and taking you to prison? Can you imagine you going to carry God's word to, to another, another part of the world and your ship is wrecked and you're drifting at sea and you end up in an island and, and all the things that he, remember in that island when they were warming themselves by the fire, a snake jumps out and bites the Apostle Paul. I mean, can you imagine all the things that he went through, the beatings he took? He talked about being uh, beaten with uh, the lashes. He saw the dangers not only from robbers, you know, he, I mean, 
These are things that we see and we understand there is a struggle. There is a, there is a, a war that is taking place spiritually and it manifests itself in the natural. And you have to understand that. And that's why the Apostle Paul said, don't grow weary. Look to our Lord. He suffered for doing good. See, Paul is just walking in his footsteps. See, Jesus said, you know, if they, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. You're not going to be better than the master. You're not going to be better than him. I'm not going to be certainly better than him. You know, we've had this mindset sometimes as pastor, we're to be served. Actually, no, the Bible says that we're to serve. <laughs> we're to serve people. The Bible says if you're going to be the great, greatest among you, you're going to be the least of all. You're going to be a slave of all. You're going to be the one that, that serves. Man, I'm telling you, it's been, uh, it's, God is just like wrecking us, you know, like bringing us back because in the, we have gotten so accustomed to certain things in the West and we are really, really under, we've, we've lost our way. And I pray that God would restore and revive his people. And he's doing it. I know he is. I know that. Uh, it's not in the many. It's going to be in the few. God has a remnant. God has a people who's not bowed their knee to Baal. There are people, there are Christians all over this country who have not bowed their knee, who are worshiping the King of kings and Lord of lords, who are living and, and who are walking the narrow path. And I want to encourage you as your pastor to get on that path. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know that you're going to deal with some things. I know that the, 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 the road is hard and, and doing good causes weariness of, of, of the mind, of the body, of the, of, the, of the soul. But I want you to understand that God will refresh you. But continue to do what God has said. Why? Because that is what he calls us to. Follow in his footsteps. What are we? What good are we to do? That's this question, right? What good are we to do, Pastor? What are you talking about? Am I to be this goody two shoes out there? No. What good is it that we're to do? I want to just give you a couple things. I mean, listen, I don't have all the Bible references. Why don't you do that? Why don't you go in there and find these things? And you know, sometimes as Pastor, we give it all to you. I'm just gonna I'm gonna name some things that are in the Scripture that you could go and some are right there in that same main text that we're in in Galatians. Um, see. One of the things that we could do that is good, those who are spiritual are to help restore a brother or sister who has been caught in transgression, who have been caught in a sin. We who are spiritual are to go and restore them in a spirit of gentleness. What does that mean? That when someone sins in the body of Christ, that instead of us being uh, so harsh on them, and let me tell you, I have been guilty of that. I have been guilty of being harsh and not showing the gentleness that needs to happen when you're trying to restore someone. I've been there, I've done it, and I'm ashamed of it. And God, because He loves us, he, he, and because He loves me, He's teaching me a more excellent way. He's teaching me the way of restoring someone who's fallen in sin. It's not harshness, it's a spirit of gentleness. What does that mean? That I understand my own frailty. And I don't want to sin as well. And I've got to watch it, and I've got to help. And again, obviously, there are things that may have to happen. Maybe... Uh, being harsh is is the issue, not not that you may have to deal with some discipline. I think people uh, confuse that uh, because I'm coming to restore in a spirit of gentleness, meaning speaking the truth and love to you, that there won't be any discipline involved. No, yes, discipline has to happen because, I mean, what parent, when a child's out of order, doesn't discipline them? I mean, if you don't discipline your child, you don't love them. Well, in the same way as pastors, if we, if we see a, a brother or sister in sin and we don't come to them and try to restore them in a, in a spirit of gentleness and then also bringing the truth and love and trying to bring discipline in their lives, 
then we don't love them either. We just say, ah, whatever, just send your, put your money in, your offer, in the uh, offering plate and I'm going to go with my life. No, no, no. No, no, that's not what God wants. God wants us to, to, to love one another as He has loved us and to, to be about that. We're to bear with one another's burdens, right? We're to, we're to, when we see a, a burden on, on one of our brothers and sisters' life, we're to bear with them. We're to, we're to take up that burden with them. They're to carry their burden, but we can help them. We can come alongside as the Holy Spirit would come alongside us right now. He's the paracletos. He comes alongside and he, and he helps us in our weakness and he helps us and he, and he comes alongside to help us. Why? We could come and refresh our brother and sister. We can help them. We can bear. That's a good that we can do. We can preach the gospel to those we encounter through our life and speech. We can, when we, when we go to work, listen, this is just, this is awesome that I get to preach the gospel this way. But can I tell you something? You can preach the gospel right when you go to work, when you're at the store, when you, when you're going to play a game with some friends, when you're on a, uh, maybe you're a young person, you're playing Xbox and you're with your friends or PlayStation. Some of you are big PlayStation fan, whatever. And you're in there and you're in a chat. You can be a light right there. You can, you can shine the light and the glory of God right in those arenas. You can take the gospel everywhere you are. And you can preach that gospel with the way that you live and with your speech. See, you're not just to be living a certain way because how will they know unless you declare? How will they know unless there be a preacher? How will they know about this good God, how will they know about salvation unless someone tells them? So not only do you have to live, not only does your life have to match your speech, but you have to have speech with your life. Hallelujah. Amen? Both working together. We're to be generous people. Christians, we're called to be generous. You know, people in the world aren't, gen aren't naturally generous. We're naturally in our nature. We're naturally greedy. We're, or we're naturally about ourselves, you know, self-centered. God wants to be us to be generous. You imagine, uh, you know, one of my favorite passages of scriptures, of scripture, that uh, uh, just uh, capsulizes this is found in First John, and um, I really have been encouraged. Um, let's see here. Let me let me where it talks about. Verse 17 of chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3, verse 17. This is a, a powerful um, passage of Scripture that really, I think, capsulizes what God wants us to be like. And this is good that we can do. He says, by this, and I'm going to start in verse 16 of chapter 3 of 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. It says, by this we know love, that He laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brother, the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. By this we shall know that we uh, by this we shall know that we care we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him in other words god god wants us to be generous people we when we see a need in our in our brother and sister's life if we have the means to do something don't close up your fist don't close up your heart it might be a it might be a physical need it may be maybe they need a, a jacket maybe they need some sneakers maybe they need some clothing maybe they maybe they need some money to pay something maybe they 
Maybe they need a help with a repair of the car and you have the talents and you're a mechanic and you can repair the car. You don't try. This is being generous. There's so many ways you can do it. And God wants us to continue to do that good work. Also, we're to love one another as Christ loves us, right? Not with mere words, but with actions, as we saw there, what John was saying. We're to love one another. This is good that we could be doing, loving one another. We're to pray for our leaders in the church and in our government. You and I are to be faithful praying for your pastors, your leaders, your leaders in your church, and pray for those who are in government. It doesn't matter what they are, wicked, right, left, Democrat, Republican, Independent, it doesn't matter. Pray for them. Pray for their salvation. Pray that their eyes will be opened. Pray that they would lead with the fear of God in their hearts. Pray for them. We're to speak the truth and love to one another. This is a good that we can do, speaking the truth to one another. We are to pray for one another. Hey, man, what a blessing to be able to, to come in agreement and pray for another, for one another. When you're sick, call the elders to come and lay hands on you. When, when, you're, when you're going through something, ask people to pray and, and be with you. Amen? We're to do that. The Bible tells us, I want to I wanna quickly get here. We're moving on. I got my clock, man. Let me know. We're getting there close. We'll get, we're going to get this thing wrapped up. We're going to land this plane here real soon. Romans 12, 12 through 17 says, Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceable with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Hallelujah. We overcome evil by doing good. That's why we're not to grow weary in doing good, because we overcome evil by doing good. Good. I want the, the next point. This is uh, again, that was Romans 12, verses 12 through 17. Again, Romans 12, verses 12 through 17 is what we just read. I want to now get to this last point. This is there is hope in our labor. See, it's not just stop growing weary because there is a promise if we don't grow weary. There is a promise if we continue to obey the Lord in the midst of the things that we're facing, we continue to trust Him. He tells us there is hope in the labor. Look what he says. He says, if we don't give up, do not grow weary. Let me go back one second. He says here, uh, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Listen to the hope there in our labor that we will reap a harvest. Man, some of us are right at the... the the edge of the breakthrough that we've been believing God for, the harvest that we've been believing God for, uh, the, the person maybe that we've been trusting God to save, the, the ministry that we're believing God to, to begin to launch us into and, and bring about, and, and the, the, the things that we're seeing, and we're right at the, the edge, and, we, and we, because of the weariness of the road and the narrow path, we, 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 some of us give up too early, and we never see it to fruition. We never see it come through. But God is saying, don't give up because 
there's a moment, there's a point when there's a set time when that breakthrough is going to come, when that, that, that opportunity, that, that uh, situation that God has done, He is going to cause the door to be open at a right time. Some of you may be saying, Lord, Pastor, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of the struggle. I'm tired. I'm going through all this. it's, It's been so hard. Paul's reminding us God has an appointed time which we will reap, but we cannot give up. We cannot give up. We can't lose faith. We can't faint in our hearts. We've got to hold fast to Him. Hold on to the anchor. He's the anchor of our soul. He's the one that we can hold fast to. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. It says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. When you're doing God's work and you're doing good in the Lord, it is not in vain. God is going to set, there's an appointed time where you're going to reap if you do not give up. And you might be saying that I'm tired. I'm tired of, Pastor, I'm tired of being mistreated by people. When I try to do good, they mistreat me. I'm tired of people stabbing me in the back. I'm tired of of the wickedness I see all around me. All the things that are happening, I see all of this. I'm so tired of it. It's wearing me down. And I tell you, my friend, my sister, my brother, stand firm in the Lord and hold fast to Him. And do not let your love grow cold. Do not grow weary because there's going to be a harvest if you do not give up. Trust in Him. Hold fast to Him. And God is going to see you through. I promise it. On the authority of His Word, God's Word will not fail. If you hold fast to Him and you do what He says, He will accomplish what He said He will do. This has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do about His name, His honor, His glory. He's going to see it done and He's going to use you in your, to, to bring about His glory. Just hold fast to Him. And, be, and, and just stay in the ride. Stay Stay on the journey with Him. Continue to walk. And I want to point your eyes to Jesus. I want you to look to Him today. I want you to say, Lord, this 2023, I know I want to do some of these things, but Lord, you know what? None of that matters. I need to get my heart with You in the right place. I need to come to that place with You. See, I want you to, when you're going through all this, I want you to think about what the the writer of Hebrews says. Consider Him. See, the tiredness, the weariness of this road and all the things you're going to. Just like I remember Pastor Christian telling me about his journey when he was going up that mountain in Guatemala to to bring the gospel to people, to make way for others to come there. And his weariness, this is what he did. He considered him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Consider Christ. Consider what he did. Consider his suffering. Consider the road he traveled those three and a half years as he began the ministry that God called him to, that his father wanted him to accomplish, consider him and and hold fast and continue to walk. And God is going to see you through. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word today. We thank you that your word is living and active. Thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to our hearts, Lord, that you are uh, are going to give us the strength we need because we want to be connected. You said, Lord, Uh, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will bear fruit. Lord, we want to bear your fruit. And Lord, we want to see a harvest. We want to see a harvest of souls. We want to see ministry birth. We want to see things begin to happen that you have given us and promised us. Lord, we want to see it. And Lord, we ask you to give us the strength to, 
to walk by faith and not by sight, Lord. To see these things spiritually with our spiritual eyes. To trust you, Lord. Lord, thank you that you are our provider, Lord, in this year to come, in, the, in, the, in, the, in this year, in the things that are uncertain, Lord, we know that we have a certain God. We know we have a, we have a sure foundation. And the Bible says that any man who builds his house on Christ, the rock, when the storms and the, and, the, and the raging sea comes, it will stand. And so, Lord, I pray today for my brother and sister here in this room, those who may be watching or listening later, God, that you would speak to their hearts. And that right there in this living room, right there in their bedroom, in their car as they're traveling, in their, in their office, at work, wherever they might, may be, Lord, that they would begin to take a moment and just say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender, Lord. Not my will, but your will be done. Lord, give me grace and give me strength for this year. Order my steps, Lord. Show me what I'm to do. Equip me for what is ahead. Help me not to lose heart, not to faint. Help me to trust in you, Lord. Help me to walk by faith and not by sight. Help me, Lord, that in the struggle that I don't grow weary. Thank you, Father. We love you. And God's people said, amen. We love you. We'll see you next time. God bless you.